Everybody's saying work old expires. Sarah's actually doing it, and we'll break it down next. So we know that all agents want more listings right now, and there's a way to do that, but a lot of people, they just work in theory. It's like, oh, this sounds like a great idea, and they don't take action. And the reason I'm sitting here next to Sarah Time, an amazing agent on our team, is she is taking action from all the coaching about all these different ways to get listings, and it was about working old expireds. Now, it's a little different in practice than in theory. So you do want to explain what happened and the opportunities you have as a result? Sure. So, um, I mean, working old expireds is something that we've often been um, coached on, and um, it took a little bit for me to actually get in there and and really implement it. Um, but it's, I mean, it, it's an incredible option for for kind of getting out there and being able to connect with people who you know at least at one point were very interested in in selling their home, and for whatever reason, it it didn't work out. So I recently had a client who was looking for, you know, their checklist was very specific um, and we were not able to find on market properties available for them. So after vetting through a couple different expireds, I came up with a short list of a few that, you know, would would hit the hit the mark. Um, reached out to them. I tried calling, um, emailing and Ultimately, what worked out for me in this one particular case was um, I got a I got a response to the email. My subject line was I believe like I have a buyer for, and then put in their address. Just briefly explained in an email, um, you know, I noticed that your home had been on the market, expired. It had been under contract before. Wanted to see what happened. If you still have interest in. Um, in selling that property and I have a buyer who this this checks their boxes and we've had a tough time finding a place that does. Yeah. <laughs> um, so got a response. We emailed back and forth a bit. Ultimately ended up getting um, a really great listing appointment with them. Um, in the end, it didn't end up working out for the buyer that I initially had, um, you know, reached out to them for, brought that buyer through. You know, they loved they loved a lot of things about the home. There was just one little factor there that they they couldn't get over. Um, after you know relaying this information to the potential seller, um, you know, I broke down a lot of statistics, brought him a lot of information on comps, as well as you know letting him know that while this is something that this particular buyer uh, wasn't willing to move forward on. That's, that's not going to be the case with the majority of, of buyers out there. So really just provided him the updated information for what has changed since he last had the property up um, and kind of alleviated some concerns there for why it fell apart the last time. Perfect. And, and here's a couple keys with this. And what I heard was, I love, the, yeah, I love the subject line. It's very specific. I have a buyer for your address, right? That, that to me is... I didn't even know that until we filmed the show here. So that is worth the... And I struggle with subject lines. Okay. And I was just like, just tell them what it is. <laughs> well, and, and that was really good. So I love that because it's specific and to the point. Like that would get me to open the email, number one. Um, it's also, you actually have to have a buyer. You can't just say I have a buyer. Realtors do this all the time. Cut it right there. Realtors do this all the time. And they say, hey, I have a buyer. And the buyer never shows up. And you know what that does? It builds zero trust, right? You know, I wouldn't trust that person. I'd be like, where's your buyer? So... You had the buyer, you leveraged your buyer, actually brought that person through, that couple through, and now all of a sudden you've got instant rapport. And you were trying to help the seller there, which I think is super, super critical. 
And I guarantee everyone watching has buyers that can't find properties right now. So you can do this anywhere. And you, you made a specific list. This was targeted. So how many people did you call? Like, how many people did you reach out to? in this situation? Because I know your buyer's got a very specific parameter. Yeah, I mean, in this situation, I probably reached out to five. So um, 20% response rate. Which, yeah, I was I was very happy to, to get the, the response back from uh, this particular seller, because this, I mean, it, it worked out great. This home out of the five that I had kind of narrowed it down to was, had the most potential for them. So you're, you're working hard for your buyer, number one, and that's how the universe pays you off, because that was really the intent here. What people don't realize is when they do this and leverage this, you get into conversations, you get to know these people, and they're probably thinking, man, Sarah's a really hardworking agent. Look what she's doing for her buyers. And I'm be, you're laughing. I'm being very serious here because everyone wants an aggressive agent when they want to buy or sell. Like every, nobody, People say they don't want an aggressive realtor. That's until they actually need one, and then it, the, the, the switch flips. So you're reaching out via email, calling. So it sounds like you're doing some very specific prospecting. Anything else you did here to convert that into a listing appointment versus just the buyer showing? Because that's that's a critical part of this here. I think uh, coming in prepared with um, just the, the stats, what's currently going in the market, and I think asking the right questions leading up to the appointment so that I knew what some of those uh, touch points would be and kind of what to expect out of it. Um, and I think also, as you just said, actually having a buyer, yeah. not just saying, oh, hey, like, I noticed this is expired. I've got somebody that would be a great fit. Like, really trying to connect those pieces. And then in this case, um, you know, it if it works out here where I, the buyers I initially had in mind uh, don't end up going through, but I get the listing, it's because I had the right intent and wasn't mm -hmm. just BSing them with with trying to get in there. As someone who worked expired listings for over a decade, the I have a buyer when you don't have a buyer script, it never works. And if it does, you're not going to be off on the right foot with that client. So I want to really stress this to people. A lot of realtors think it's a great way to get in. People want to be able to trust you. I don't know how you trust someone when you get in with a lie at the beginning. So that's right. great advice. Right. Cool. And then what was also um, kind of great feedback there or what was good to hear and goes to the point of just kind of using these extra avenues was, you know, the people when they sell this home, they are going to need to buy, um, which we had talked about a little bit. And when I had explained to them why I was reaching out to them this way and what our pitfalls had been with my buyer uh, in the past, they were like, wow, well, that actually sounds exactly like what I'm going to want when I then flip over to the buy side. So, um, you know, I think it's recognized and appreciated when you go the extra mile and really try and find the right fit for your, your clients. Love it. So take notes on this. The strategy works. You just got to do it. Sarah's taking action and it's paying off.